Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 85th edition of the PJ Archive. It comprises several interviews I did with members of the all-female English and Irish pop band Girls Aloud. The first is a phone interview I did in late 2002 with Nadine Coyle, shortly after she'd been selected on the British TV show Pop Stars The Rivals to join the band. Thanks for agreeing to do this interview, Nadine. Brilliant, no problem, anytime. How does it feel to have won through on Pop Stars The Rivals? It feels absolutely brilliant. Although it hasn't sunk into me yet, it feels brilliant. And to what extent does this make up for your disappointment on Irish Pop Stars? Um, Irish Pop Stars wasn't really that much of a disappointment to me. You know what I mean? At the time, obviously, when I was leaving, I thought, Oh my God, my life is over. You know what I mean? For the first, like... A year or so. Right. You know what I mean? Until I got home and see my family and thought, no big deal, really. Is um, what you're experiencing now, is that what you hoped it would be? Because obviously you've been trying for a while. Um, yeah, it is. It is what I expected it to be because all the girls on here, we'd all been, you know what I mean? Like people have been going to auditions from they were five years old and always just getting just almost there. And so you do build up expectations and expectations and it is mostly what we thought it would be. It's a lot more work than I ever thought it would be. What are your expectations for Girls Aloud? Um, I don't really have any expectations. I think that hopefully we do well. That's all. I think that um, what we wanted was to get into the band and now that's where we are and now we have to work on goals of what to do. Like our, our goal now at Christmas isn't really to get the number one. That will just be a bonus because at the end of the day, six months ago, I was doing absolutely nothing at home. And mm. um, now, you know what I mean? I'm known all across Britain and then we're all known and we've got this you know, band and we've got a good song. What do you say to people who feel bands like this can't last? Um, well, on their experience, you know what I mean? What they know is mostly true. Mm. The bands don't last. But um, I think the most important thing is they come away from the TV show after it and make good songs and um, and just have, you know what I mean, just have a good band, make good songs, get on together. The advantage that we have um, is that we've lived together for three months and we know each other's personalities and we know that I know that I love every single one of the girls on the band. But would you rather be in a band or perform as a solo artist? I would rather be in this band. Would you? Without a doubt, yeah. Mm. You've been quoted as saying you've never had a singing lesson. Is that still the case? Yeah. So, okay, we do... Now, what we do is we've got, like, um, a vocal coach comes in and it mostly works on the opening songs. I mean, getting our, our harmonies, whatever we're doing there. And... As of yet, I still don't do any vocal lessons. Or and Nadine, a couple of weeks ago it was reported that you were very ill. Some papers said that you had a nervous breakdown. Others said you were suffering from exhaustion. How did you feel about all that speculation? Um, it's going to happen anyway. I didn't have a nervous breakdown and I wasn't suffering from exhaustion. So that's a little crap. Um, I was just, I just wasn't feeling well just over the few days. And, and everybody's had their turns the boys and the girls of feeling run down and, and feeling ill and we've all had a kick our times out you know what I mean for a few days and it was just happened the mines was reported and they said that I'm suffering from exhaustion and all this 
it was quite funny. It just made me laugh. No but most of I mean, your mother was quoted as saying you'd had a breast cancer scare. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, that was three. I had a breast cancer scare. You'd found a lump? Yeah. And how worrying was that? Um, I wasn't that worried, to be honest. It was on my mind, but, you know what I mean, it wasn't... I wasn't really that worried about it. How well had you been that your sister had been through a similar thing at your age? What, what kind of effect does that have on you when you know that? Um, nothing really. I think it's, she had been through it and, and, and I had been through it and, and that's it. It's not big deal. It's like anything else. Nothing happened to her and she's 100% now and, and nothing's wrong with me. So it's all part of life. How relieved were you when you got the all clear? Um, I, was, I was really relieved, as you can imagine. How stressful is it taking part in shows like Popstar's Arrivals? Um, it is quite stressful, but it depends on how you let it affect you. I'm, used, I'm quite laid back and stuff, so it doesn't, I'm not really that stressed out at any one point, so, which is a good thing. There's been criticism of the amount of crying on the show. How do you respond to that criticism? Um, I think anyone who's ever been in the studio, there is an atmosphere in the studio, you know, it's very tense. And I think anyone who's ever been there remarks on it. They, you know, they say, oh my God, I thought it was just, a, you know, you just cry for no reason. But when you're in there, there is an atmosphere, you know, the, a tenseness, even in the bar between the show and the result. It is very tense. It's like a release. Mm. You know, just, it's just very emotional because you're there with, you know what I mean, you loving with the people for a few months and when they leave obviously it's emotional because you set up in your head who you would like to be in the band with the presenters really build up the tension by pausing for a long time before telling you whether or not you've been successful how do you feel about that um that's all it is a tv program at the end of the day that we're on and it makes good tv what do you think of the voting system on pop stars arrivals which part of the voting system? Well, for instance, like when Javine was voted off, everyone said, oh, it was a fix. What did you think about that? It wasn't a fix. You know what I mean? She got 200,000 votes below the person, do you know what I mean, before mm -hmm. Sarah. And it wasn't a fix. It wasn't a fix any other week. Why would it be fixed that week? And people contradict themselves. Oh, Javine's so good. Javine's this, blah, 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 whatever. Oh, she was that good. And it was a fix. The record company would have wanted her on the band. Not out of the band. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it has, you know what I mean, people contradicting themselves. A lot was made in the press of a rivalry between Pete Waterman and Louis Walsh. Whose side were you on? Obviously Louis, because he's <laughs> our manager. <laughs> is he a nice guy? What's he like? He's lovely, Louis. Louis very, very nice man, so he's really nice. It was even reckoned that Louis favoured Irish contestants. What do you think about that? Um, it's, it is probably true, because... I would favour an Irish judge, so he's going to favour an Irish contestant. Would it be fair to say that you suffered from nerves more than most of the other contestants? No. I was better when there's the most of the other contestants. Yeah? Yeah. The thing is with me, although I get very, very, very nervous, I can hide it a lot better. And try and, you know what I mean, just say, no, I'm okay, I'm, I'm fine, I'm okay. And but feel really, really bad inside. Whereas most of them almost freaked out before they went on stage, you know, just before the solos. And it was just a whole, oh my God, I can't breathe. And, and like Cheryl lost her breath and Kimberly a few times. And hmm. I mean, how had to be calm down. But then 
one week then, I had no control over my nerves. I couldn't hide them at all. And that's when it was reported on, you know what I mean, Nadine's suffering from exhaustion and all that. Because I believe I didn't have the control over myself, but I usually would have. But when you lost out on Irish pop stars because of, you know, the age thing, did that put pressure on you this time, did you feel? Not at all, no. It's just an audition at the end of the day, and Irish pop stars was my first audition. This was my second. I got into the band in both editions, and the first one was just... It was just an experience, really, Irish pop stars. It was just an experience. But two of your fellow Irish contestants on Pop Stars The Rivals got caught out lying about their age. How worried were you for the reputation of Irish contestants? Not at all, really. I think everybody does it. There was that little English 13-year-old girl as well got caught out about her age. There was other people caught out about their age. People do it all the time. All the time. It's just whether you caught out. Peter doesn't get caught out. He confessed. So it's, it's... Nobody did. People do it all the time, and, and everyone knows that. Everyone will lie about their age, lie in their CVs, and it's just part of life, really. How part close did you become to Peter Smith and Hazel, and have they been in touch since you made the band? Yeah, we all keep in touch. Um, I've known Peter obviously since Irish pop stars, and I love him because he's such a nice guy, such a nice guy. And Hazel, I just met her when we went to the Glasgow audition. And I love her to go, she's a little bit, can't wait to see her and the baby again. I've seen them, they came here to the house one week, her and Brian, her boyfriend. And they are, they're a really, really lovely couple, and I know Hazel's going to do really, really well. Another Irish girl, Sinead, is in the final of Fame Academy. Do you see this as a sort of resurgence of Irish talent? Um, I think Irish people are really, really talented. Really, really talented. Um, and go on all the Irish girls but all I have to say <laughs> I love seeing love seeing people from Ireland get on and everything so I always go watch and see the academy every week and look for her and the other guy was on but unfortunately he left now it's just Sinead and Quentin How do you feel um, Fame Academy compares to Popstar's Arrivals? Um, I really like Fame Academy I really really like it we all watch it um, how does it compare? I think they were looking for a solo artist we were looking for two bands Today's Daily Star reports that these pop talent shows are to be scrapped because viewers are bored by them. What do you think about that? Um, if your viewers are bored, don't watch them. But like every week we were getting like the viewers were going up from 8 million to 10 million. So people can't be that bored. And if they are, just don't watch them and then they won't put them out anymore. But people are watching them, so people are going to make them. There's sort of all this talk about this, they're flooding the market with sort of manufactured pop artists and all that sort of stuff. What do you say about that? Um, every band's manufactured, every single band, um, and a solo artist, and every single artist is all manufactured. Um, it's just that this is 2002, do you know what I mean, really, at the end of the day, and this is how things are done nowadays, and that's how people, it's hard to get recognised and hard to get noticed, and this is the only way you know what I mean that some people see us getting recognised so well, how much fan mail have you been getting loads absolutely loads and we've got like the same fans that outside LWT every week every Friday and Saturday they wait for us in the morning coming in and then they're still there on the way back at night and they, oh they're lovely we know almost all their names now they keep giving us presents and Christmas cards and how many of your fans are men guys uh, <laughs> I have a good few. Yeah. Most of them? 
Um, I don't know, actually. <laughs> what do you hope to achieve in, in show business? Um, I just hope that we do well. I hope that... Um, I really, really do. I hope that people like the songs that we bring out. And at the end of the day, we do have something to give back to the public. People voted and the hundreds of thousands for us every week. They stay in. And I think we sort of have like a duty to give back to them. They be making good songs and making it worth, you know what I mean? Making their votes worth it, really. Is there a lot of anxiety as well as to, you know, how long you can keep it going, what's going to happen next and everything? Or you just live for the moment? Just live for the moment. There's no point in talking about the future because something different could happen the next day. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So just love for the moment, really. Just know what we're doing at that moment. Is there any band that you look at and you think, well, like S Club 7 or something, you think I'd like to be like that? Yeah, S Club 7 are, are really good. I don't know. I don't want to be compared to anybody. I would just like to start off and, and, and just see how we do ourselves. The second of my Girls Aloud interviews was in two parts. It took place at an event in Dublin in early 2004, by which time they were experiencing worldwide success thanks to their chart-topping debut album and single, both entitled Sound of the Underground, and several subsequent hit singles. First, I talked to Kimberly Walsh, Sarah Harding and Nadine Coyle again. How did you? Do you ever get fed up with the screams in your ears? Really no. Really? No. Oh, it's not that bad from up there, I don't think. No, I think if I was actually amongst it, you would be, um, yeah. But um, I've, I've really enjoyed it. The louder the scream, the better I feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're in our elements when we're up there, so. Because you're here thanks to a sort of pop programme that you, you joined in. Well, what were your expectations then and how much are you fulfilling your dreams in that respect? Um, yeah. Can you do something like that? Like, see when you're a kid or whatever and you think about being a pop star. How you imagine star. it on stage. That's what you imagine. In front of screaming people. And there you are doing it. And it's like, oh my God, I've been dreaming about this since I was yeah. a little girl. Really? Yeah. And that is why we, we love it so much, being up there and getting the crowd going. It's yeah. great. Because everybody kind of dismissed those competitions as you weren't last one of the few years, but you've really proved the critics wrong. Because we love what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. And we've just been so lucky, you know, just just a lot of people, not even just people from TV shows, but a lot of people anywhere in bands are really struggling at the minute. Yeah. And for us to be still hanging around, yeah. kind of, is a bit weird. It's brilliant, though. Well, you've come out with some great songs, that's the thing. And is it always hard to keep that going? Um, well, we've got a really brilliant producer um, uh, called Brian Higgins, who done our, all our four singles, and the next album we're going to do it with just with him. Um, so, and he kind of knows what we like, and because we went with loads yeah. of different producers, and none of them kind of really. I think got with Brian, it. the difference is he puts more quality into the music, and he yeah. he works the music around our voices, as opposed to you listen to the track and sing on the track, and that's how it's going to be. We'll sing it to a basic track, and he builds it around us, and yeah, exactly. It's a lot better quality. So when's the next album out? What's it called? Well, it's just mm. we're going to start recording yeah. it now, which Actually. is really exciting to think that we got this second album. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to start recording that and, and then see what we come up with then. Just what Brian has, what some of the girls yeah. are going to do writing as well, which we didn't get the chance to do in the last album. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's exciting. Because the first one was so successful, is it quite a big pressure to make sure the second one matches up? <laughs> Not a pressure as in the public's putting mm. on a pressure, more pressure on ourselves. Yes. Because obviously we don't want to do something exactly the same, but we want to move on. Yeah. But still have that sort of sound of quality there mm -hmm. in the music. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Next, I talked to Nicola Roberts and Cheryl Tweedy, as she was known then, who had a big birthday to look forward to. Have you actually had your 21st yet? No, mine's coming up in June, is it goes? Yes, obviously, 21st birthday is a big mm. event. It's really difficult, isn't it, to try mm. and do something that hasn't been done as well at the same time? You have to think of something. <laughs> something uh, maybe, maybe something exotic I'll have, like, uh, mm. yeah, you have to dress as exotic. Yeah. And you're working on your second album? Yes. Right? Tell us what's happening. Very exciting. Like. We don't know yet. We haven't done anything yet. We're going to all get our heads together with a producer and look for something new and exciting. What are you hoping to do with it? Um, just achieve another level of success, I suppose. Just to show that you know, we're, we have got staying power and we're not just going to fade away. And we can do good albums and good tracks and just prove a point, really. Yeah. A big old one. It's a very difficult to follow up such great success. It's the first album. It's yes. People seem to think it gets easier, but it doesn't. It gets harder because you're under so much more pressure to to, you have to keep on being um, yeah. that standard. Once you've set that standard, because I personally, I think our producers are fantastic. You know, they're the best around at the minute, and that's who we had last year to do the album. The album was a great success, so it's, it's it is quite hard to keep that level of. How much does your success or continued success depend on how well you all get on together as a team? Um, it doesn't really make a difference whether if we were successful or not. We all still get on, you know. We're, we're, we're really still, like you know what? We have to get on to make a success. That's the difference. Yeah. Not how does success affect you as a team? The opposite way around. We have to be a team to make the success. You know, and that's why we're so tight. And people can't believe, even people like me, where I know the public think, ah, I bet you there's a bit of bitchiness and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. When people actually meet us, they're like blown away. They're like, oh my God, you it's get on so yeah. well. But it's refreshing, it's really nice. It's like a one big girly night out the whole time. We're having fun, and you know, girls can talk to girls. And if one of us crying about a boyfriend, we, we know that, and if, if it's the ladies' time. We know to leave them alone. It's just brilliant. It's just like a big group of sisters. Yeah. And how 
how much does the success you're having match up to what you expect? Because you, you, you will want to be pop stars a couple of years ago. Yeah. Is it exactly what you thought it was going to be like? I didn't really, I didn't you, really you can't think. Have expected. No. I didn't really think oh but it's like that or but it's like that. I just thought I just sort of wanted to do it. You know, I didn't really think You just knew in your heart it was you just, yeah, you don't really expect anything. Anything really. Because last night I saw you in that childlike concert. Yeah. yeah, were you watching? Absolutely. Oh what do you like when you're on the stage and all these millions of people screaming? Do you know what? When you're up there you can't hear this you can't seem to hear the, the level of screams when you watch back on TV, it's scary. Could you? And it's like, you know what, it's so, we, you go to such a high when we come off stage last night, you could literally cry with the difference, you know, like with the come down kind of, yeah, yeah. adrenaline and everything and then it all just goes and stops. It's really, it's an emotional experience. It is emotional. It really is. Will you be touring after this now? Hopefully. Mm -hmm. That'd be nice. <laughs> we could do it all. We just have to see we how have things a, go. Yeah, no, because nothing's, we don't like to think, oh my god, then we'll do this and we'll do it all. We just like to take it, go with the flow really and take it as it comes because to do things like the tour you have to have a really successful album and as much success enough to sell out arenas and things like that, you know, it's not just as easy as to, oh, we're, we're doing okay, so we'll just go on tour. It doesn't work like that. So we have to just keep head strong and knuckle down to the hard graft and then see what comes after that. Yeah. Nadine was saying earlier there was a chance of a film of you all. We were. Oh no. That was just something we were thinking of, you know, joking about saying, oh, I wish we could do a film. So, the next thing it was in the press. Yeah. <laughs> so, it would be nice. It would be lovely. It would. Thank you very much. The third of my Girls Aloud interviews was with Sarah Harding, who tragically died in September 2021 at the age of 39 from breast cancer. She did this interview with me in 2015, when she was attending a breast cancer charity lunch at Champneys Tring Health Spa in Hertfordshire. And I'm here to lend my support, obviously, and um, yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm all for it. And breast cancer is the main cause well, of that? Breast cancer is something that's quite close to my heart anyway because it runs in my family. Um, in my mum's side, I've, I've, you know, um, it has touched me. And they say, how many people? I think, I think one in three might be touched by cancer. One in eight is breast cancer. Breast, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, basically my mum and all her sisters have had to have lumps removed and things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, close friends of the family, you know, having to have um, step like mastectomies and things like that and augmentation so um, for me it's it's something that's it's quite close to my heart and you know it's it's always good to try and give something back I know it sounds really cliche but if I can support by my just being here in any way I can and help raise awareness then that's just you know that's good for me and that's good for them <laughs> and it's good for all women I think it's empowerment you know yeah. Maybe you know if breast cancer is something you're having to concern about yourself, you'd be upset yeah, and things like that? Um, oh gosh, I you know, I think it's important that every woman has to check themselves regularly. Um, luckily for me, so far, fingers crossed, I've been okay. Um, another thing that women have to be aware of is obviously cervical cancer. So um, there's a lot to worry about as a woman, Absolutely. as there is with men. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. Maybe know what's happening work-wise with you at the moment? Yes. Have <laughs> gone very shy? I've literally just come off the train from Manchester, mm -hmm. um, from Coronation Street. Oh, yes. 
um, yeah, I've been doing a few episodes for them and I'm about to release a single in August, yeah, August the 7th and then, yeah, so in the next two weeks I've got a big press embargo going on in the next week or so, so everything's kind of hotting up, it's getting really busy. I'm shattered, but I'm like, I'm, I'm just literally running on my adrenaline right now. I've literally come straight from the train, got in the car, got here, ran upstairs, got ready, as you can see. And um, I'm here, mm -hmm. and hopefully tomorrow I'm going to have a day of relaxation. How much of a there. thrill is it for you to do Coronation Street? Oh my God. Honestly, I went there last year, uh, it was the end of last year, it was around November, December, and I was doing something for Good Morning Britain, it was for the, the meal appeal. Mm -hmm. And I went there, I went from the X Factor house first thing in the morning, straight there on the train to go and pick, like, pick up food from them. And, um, and they could see I was a fan straight away because they shoot six weeks ahead. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, mm -hmm. Kylie's missing. And she went, uh oh, we've got a fan here. And I was like, you've got to get to the front of Baudry's and the Rovers. And then, and then they gave me the grand tour, basically. And I got chatting to them, the casting people and the, and the publicity people there. And they went, actually, so we don't have a little. <laughs> I've been known to. So um, I said, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, we have had a few bit parts, you know. And I went, okay, yeah. Oh my God, really? Mm -hmm. So I kind of, you know, yeah. I, I sort of wangled my way in there a little bit. And I said, well, if there's anything coming up that you feel mm -hmm. might might be suitable, I would. My mum was so jealous. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just managed to get myself a bit part and turns out, I don't know if it's, I'm allowed to say it, but they've actually given me some more episodes of filming mm. after my music. What can you tell us about the character and your storyline? I think everyone knows that I play a woman scorned. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I am playing a lady called Joni, which is um, Tracy Barlow's first husband's new wife. And uh, I can't say too much more than that, but he's never stopped loving Tracy. <laughs> so, so you're doing a few episodes. So know. yeah, it's kind of fiery. I'm a very fiery character, okay. but quite fiery. But yesterday I had a lot of emotional scenes, so mm -hmm. it's hard work. It's it's hard work in Soapland, but it's also everyone is so friendly, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I just love it there. I really do love going back there, and also my family are from there, so yeah. I get to see my friends as well. So. How much would you like a full-time role in the soap? Oh gosh, I don't know. You get about seven days to learn your lines. Seriously, mm. you get you get no time. It's not like when I've I've done films and you mm. learn the script well in advance. I get given like there was a scene they gave me last week, and I, and I was like, I shouldn't do all scene. I had to learn a new one. Oh no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I literally sometimes you have to learn on the spot. So I'm, I don't know. I'm nervous mm -hmm. because people are going to expect high standards. So. And you're doing much. And you know what? I've done MasterChef. Done much. <laughs> How nerve-wracking was that? Yeah, let's just say I'm better when I'm slower. Okay. Yeah, I'm not good at being quick when it comes to being in the kitchen. I like to just potter around and do my thing. Mm -hmm. When you're on a timer and you're under pressure, everything goes to... Mm -mm. <laughs> so but you won't be releasing your own cookery book or... Oh, no, I could do that, right. definitely. I love being... A, I love cooking. I love mm. food. We've even talked about it, didn't mm. we, when I, was, when I was going into it. But um, I just... I, what I did, I just adapted a lot of recipes that I have so many cookbooks and I just love to try new things. And I also love vegetarian diet stuff. I love raw food diet, detox stuff. I juice a lot as well. Um, hence me coming here. I do a lot of, you know, like 
training and stuff as well as you know, relaxation. It's not all spa, spa, spa. Mm. Um, it's important to keep fit and healthy as well. The, the new single, tell us about that. Um, it's called Threads, okay. and it's it's. I wouldn't say it's the friendliest of uh, entrances. It's about someone that's uh, really peed me off, but okay. but I did co-write it. Mm. But it's about letting go of all the badness. So that, you know, there is a double-edged sword to it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was quite cathartic for me to write, and I think it's going to be a very exciting time. What so, type of music is it? Is it kind of ballad, or is it? Uh... Oh, I've got an amazing ballad waiting. So if right. this one does well, it's an EP. So if this one does well, the ballad. Oh my goodness, I can't. I don't know how if I'll ever mm. even get through singing it live. Mm. I'll play it to you later. But <laughs> so <laughs> what's this one then? If it's not a ballad, what, this what's... one is more. Think Gwen Stefani slash White Stripes. Brilliant. So it's more rock and roll. Yeah. Bit rock. No, rock and roll. I don't. Mm. That's but like Body Holly, not rock and roll, take that back. More of a rock chick, because everyone knows I was a bit of a rock chick. Mm -hmm. But I'm still keeping a bit of a pop Gwen Stefani, no doubt, edge to it. Mm -hmm. And there's a tiny bit of a dubstep feel to it as well, in a break, and there's like a break in it as well. Sweet. Two remixes as well, there's a dance and mashup remix, and there's also kind of a reggae mix. So yeah, yeah, it's very remixable. <laughs> How important is it to you that it does well? It's very important, I mean, Especially since I co-wrote it, so it's very close to my heart. I wrote it at a time where I was venting, and I think, you know, look at Adele, yep, how well indeed. she did off the back of that, off of heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything that I've co-written on, um, it's in a way, it has a double meaning. I, I'm very metaphorical with my lyrics, so you'll get to see that and hear that when you listen to my music. So. And the album, when can we expect that? See how the EP goes first. Okay, is this yeah. like a tester, is it? It's, yeah, it's a little right. taster. We've got a few tracks, we'll see how they go. Mm. Um, I'm nervous because I've co-written it, and obviously it's my work, and I'm very passionate about what I do. And I'm also laying my heart on the line here, mm. I'm being very honest, in my metaphorical way. <laughs> so if this does well, the album could follow? Hopefully. Right. Yeah. And one more thing, a chance of a reunion with girls or whatever? Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, but it has to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do like the Spice Girls, you know, like when they did the Olympics mm -hmm. or something like that. But it's, it's so difficult because I was supposed to meet up with Cheryl and Kimberly the other week and I spoke to them both the week before to try and arrange it. And then I ended up working that day and they both got together and it was all on, they took them pictures together, didn't they? And it was on Instagram and I was like, I arranged that! I was supposed to be there! And then, yeah, so it never happened because I ended up having to work. But at the moment, for me, it's just work, 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 work. Do you talk to the other girls much? And then do you yeah, talk yeah, about like I said, I spoke, yeah. I spoke to them a few weeks ago. Yeah, so... So I haven't possible. spoken about reunion, don't ask me that. Don't ask me. I couldn't answer yeah. that question. I think right now we're also busy with our own stuff, yeah. so um, let's just see what where, where my path goes first. Okay. That's what I want to do, and then take it from there. One more question. Might we see you as an X-Factor judge one day or something like that? Oh, goodness. I've already... No, I don't know. I wouldn't say X-Factor, that's Cheryl's thing. Okay. Um, and I've never, I've never, can I just put one thing straight? Sure. I think I, it was reported recently that I said I prefer BGT. Now, I didn't say I prefer to be, I'd love to be a judge on BGT, but I don't prefer that over X Factor. I just said it's more, there's more variety. Okay. And Cheryl's on the X Factor, so why would I want to do that as well? Mm -hmm. And it was nothing against that. Sure, of course. Everyone twists everything. Record straight. Thank you. Thank you very but, much. Yeah, I do. They, they just look like they have such a laugh on Britain's Got Talent, you yeah, know? And, and Cheryl already does the X Factor, so mm. why would I want to go up against doing something the mm. same, you know? But um, I'm a fan of both shows, yeah, of me course. Too. So yeah. that's it. <laughs>